I'm glad we're able to give you a platform. Two fans, welcome back. Welcome back. This is a this is a solo episode for me, David. Um, we reach a point in time now that David is no longer in Texas that he's an hour ahead of me, and so there are occasional podcasts that we've run into, especially with what's going on in his life. If you listen to the last episode, he's getting ready for moving. He's a married man. There's just he has a bedtime is the point, and with him being an hour ahead and us recording here at. 9 30 p.m houston time he is uh he's not going to be available for this episode but i have brett brett is the uh been seemingly like our go-to kind of guest recently i just love the bets it's so funny i'm not the better but i'm the one that always enjoys having you on not that david doesn't but i'm always like let's just let's just call brett and see if brett you actually texted me this time and i was talking with david about having you on uh because team real deal unfortunately I wish he could have joined us. We could have had a really cool crew. It could have been T-Mill, you, David, myself. But T-Mill is uh, rising the ranks of uh, Houston radio. And so he is obviously going to be very busy tonight. So, But I dragged Brett on, and we're going to chat a little bit about the draft here. I'm really excited for this. I, I'm realizing something. I, uh, I think this is the first draft episode we've ever done we've been doing this podcast for over three years and i don't think we've ever done like a specific draft episode you know just mainly because we'll talk like just bullshit like back and forth about like oh maybe this or that but honestly i think the texans being number two and then the quarterback conversation has really driven me to be like we need to do a specific draft episode so brett you know everybody i mean brett everybody knows brett at this point if you're not on brett's best bets then you're not making the best bets but we're going to chat a little bit about this. I'm going to let you, because we're kind of co-hosting this together, and you're you're a veteran now. What is this, episode three for you? Is this three or four? Oh, man. It, it, honestly, it could be four. It's probably four, maybe five. I'm trying to think. I came on, what was the first time? Bowl season, right? Yeah, bowl season. Then we talked and Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. And then... I think I missed the March Madness. Hey, you ghosted me for March Madness, and <laughs> okay, then and we did the Masters. So yeah, this is four. This should okay, be five. This, this should be four. five. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's a, it's my bad. I ghosted you, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but since you you've now passed the three episodes, you're now into four or five now. Um, I think it's appropriate that you help me kind of co-host this, and we have like a full conversation. Um, and plus, honestly. When it comes to betting and knowing what's going to happen tomorrow night, or if you're, I mean, this is releasing tomorrow. So tonight, um, I mean, there's nobody better to talk to, but this is, it's been really interesting. And I kind of just want to start, let's just start with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Cause that seems to be the biggest conversation. Um, yeah. What are, what are you thinking? It seems like Bryce Young is a guarantee 100% Carolina Panther tomorrow night. Are you buying that or what are we thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good, good timing. Um, just, uh, just kind of finalized my Brett's best bets article tonight. Actually, gonna gonna send it out tomorrow. Just seeing what some lines are going on. Um, personally, you know, it, it, the the key to evaluating the NFL draft and the key to just looking at the draft in general, in my opinion, is like you got to figure out what's the smoke screen and what's not the smoke screen. What's fake that everyone just puts out there? Because every team wants to say that they're not interested in a player so that they fall to him, right? Uh, so, you know, everyone's playing games with each other. I can't even imagine. I mean, obviously, I'm an outsider. So, but I, I'll just give a quick example of what I'm talking about here with smoke screens and not smoke screens. And it kind of relates to the quarterback. So, I'm sure you may have heard CJ Stroud 
missed speaking of ghosting ghosted the manning passing academy or like i did not like, hear this yeah no. yeah that's that's the thing that's been going around they he like rsvp to the manning passing academy and then like didn't properly tell him he wasn't coming maybe like didn't come and then like didn't tell them or whatever so okay. everyone's like oh you know, that's a character issue he goes to the manning passing academy let me tell you this right now owen is a flying crap he attended the manning passing academy or not i don't think any evaluator in the league is going to put any stock in that news article. However, I'm sure you may have looked at the QB IQ tests, like the Wonderlic yeah, test. The S2, the S2 test. I'm sure you may have noticed that he finished dead last, not only dead last, but he finished in the 18th percentile. Everyone else was in like, like Bryce Young was like 98%. My boy, my boy Jake, we'll, we'll talk about him later, finished second in that at like 94%. Some people had good scores, 80, 70%. He finished in the 18th percentile. Let me tell you something. That is very newsworthy. And I personally am fading him to not even go in the top 10 because of that. I think that not every quarterback that scores high is going to be a great quarterback, but every quarterback that scores low is not going to be a good quarterback. Um, so I'll just kind of start there. I completely agree, Alex. Like, Bryce Young's going number one. Saw this kind of smokescreen news with – Oh, Will Levis telling everyone he's going to be in Carolina. I mean, honestly, like from some of the things I've heard about Will Levis, they like actually believe he's going to Carolina and he just has no idea that he's not going to Carolina. So yeah, I'm going to be honest here. The, the, the guy is an interesting character. Um, oh, you know, I, I, I think it's Bryce Young. I really think it's tiered and I have a very yeah. descending. Thing. I really think it's Bryce Young and everyone else. Like, I, look, I watch a lot of college football, so it just baffles me sometimes when these scouts throw up different names. Like Anthony Richardson was going to be number one. I was like, did you watch a single game that Anthony <laughs> Richardson played? I'll give you one better. I'll give you one better. This is what I've been telling my friends all the time. I'm like, y'all are talking about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Okay, look, great size, great arm. I do know that they played in college against each other. Florida and Kentucky, I remember the game very well because I bet a lot of money on Kentucky and won a lot of money on Kentucky. It was game two. It was after Florida played Utah at home in game one. Anthony Richardson, you know, the big play, ran around, threw it, game-winning touchdown, whatever. Everyone was talking about Anthony Richardson for Heisman, Florida, all this stuff. I think they were like six-point favorites, six-and-a-half-point favorites. Kentucky at home in game two. What do you think the score – some fans may know. Do you, do you remember what the score was? I do not, no. I believe it was 16-6. to six. Oh my gosh! My, I, I'm going to fact check myself because because fact check point, yourself, and then I want to I want to put out there just for the numbers in case you haven't seen it too. Actually, fans. actually, I think it was twenty six sixteen. Let me let me spit out here the S two cognition test for the top quarterbacks because this is this is something right here. Bryce Young ninety eight, Jake help me Hayner 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 yeah Hayner ninety six, Will Levis ninety three, Jaron Hall ninety three. Uh, Clayton Toon, 84, Anthony Richardson, 79, Hendon Hooker, here's a big drop, 46, even bigger drop, CJ Stroud at 18%, bro. It's between Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud, that is a 61% drop. That's insane. That has to kill his draft stock, but I'll let you continue with the, with the, the Kentucky and the Florida. Yeah, yeah, so I was right, it was 26-16. Featured four touchdowns. One of the touchdowns was a pick six thrown by Anthony Richardson. 
So oh, you're man. you're supposed to expect me to believe that game that I watched, 26-16, the pick six and three other and only like three passing touchdowns, maybe two passing touchdowns, was a game between two top ten NFL QBs. And I watched watched LSU Alabama in 2019. That looked like a game with Burrow and Tua. That looked like a game with two top QBs. No? Yeah, I mean Joe Burrow. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And they're like, well, they have the potential. They have the arm. It's like, we can coach them. It's like, do you not think they got ever got coached in their life? Like, you don't think uh, you don't think Mark Stoops at Kentucky or Billy Napier at Florida coached them? Let me let me put this. I mean, so so the the combine and the physical features of Anthony Richardson, you don't put any stock whatsoever in the fact that he runs a four two. A four and and all the jumping and all I mean he's he's a freak of nature man I mean he Anthony Richardson you don't put any stock in that you don't see any similarities to any you don't think he can grow and I mean tape doesn't lie but I mean a lot of people are putting stock in the fact that he's just a freak of nature I mean I I think freak of nature is is really good for every position except for quarterback oh why is that i just think quarterback is just way more than just being completely athletic i mean tom brady looked like the least athletic person coming out of college and he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time if not the best it's way more than just being freak of nature yeah like mahomes freak of nature like that makes sense i I, to me and it's the same thing with will levis i'm not just going to pick on anthony richardson here i think will levis is the same thing neither of them have really proven the ability to their a be accurate or b have you know an understanding of, of reading the field and reading defenses and making progressions so my opinion you know i i really think i just watch football right big ice young Haircut, number one pick. You know, the only thing is his height. If he wasn't, if it, if it wasn't for his height, he wouldn't have any questions. And like Russell Wilson's been a great QB in the league. I'm not that concerned about the height. He's been throwing over not guys. Recently. <laughs> been throwing over. Okay, sure, but he won a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? No, I got He's you. Throwing got over you. guys. He's been throwing over Alabama offensive linemen the past two, three, two years. Like. You don't think he's going to be able to throw over NFL offensive linemen and not see the field? Like, I understand, like, if this dude just walked out, like, I just think the scouts don't even, like, pay attention to college football, which is really a detriment to them because they, they would do much better in drafting if they would watch college football. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, I would be concerned if the 5'9 guy could look over the offensive lineman, but he just did it for two years and saw the field very well. And I'll tell you the number one part about Bryce Young and why I like him. He was so good in clutch time. He was really good at when – when the game was on the line, like if you watch that Texas drive, look, when they needed to go down the field, he made it happen. And he made a heck of a play. Anything about LSU, I was at the game. Obviously, I didn't want him to go lead his team down for a touchdown and then lead his team down for a field goal and then tie it up or take the lead in overtime. But he played really well. Same thing against Tennessee. So, you know, in my opinion, it's Bryce Young. You know, I, I personally – like Will Levis more, um, but I think all of them are projects. Like, if, you know, if, if a team like Anthony Richardson more than Will Levis, I can understand that. C.J. Stroud is around the same level, but personally, and this is, this is where I'm going to lose the viewer here, but I've been saying this for months, and if you remember, I lock of the uh, full season 
Fresno State. It's four and yes. a half against Washington State. Do you remember that? And yep. they plus yep. four and a half initially moved to like minus three at kickoff. They won by like 22. QB of Fresno State. A boy, Jay Kaner. This dude is going to be the steal of the draft. I personally believe that there is a non-zero chance, maybe a 50% chance, that he ends up being the second best QB from this class. He was very okay. good at Fresno State. He's getting absolutely no love. I don't understand it. They all were infatuated with Trey Lance. Okay, competition, like, though, whatever. right? Like, that's, that's always the argument is... Trey Lance went number three. The 49ers sacrificed three first-round picks or whatever it was to get trans- Trey Lance at number three. Jake Hayner plays against better competition. Okay. The Mountain West. And he's going in, what, the third, fourth round? <laughs> so how much, how much stock do you put in this S2 cognition test? Because... Prior to the C.J. Stroud score coming out, it seemed like the Houston Texans were going to take C.J. Stroud, no questions asked. And now, all of a sudden, people are getting shady. There's talks about, I was watching Herm Edwards this morning on First Take talking about uh, trading out to get Lamar Jackson, you know, and bringing him possibly to Houston. That was an interesting proposition. But it seems like because of this cognition test, and then there's a lot of bad press, I mean, it's kind of like an avalanche, right? When negativity starts, like, all of a sudden the Manning school and the test and things like that, things start coming out. But how much stock do you put in this? Like, were you viewing CJ Stroud higher prior to this cognition test or you just not give a shit about it? I I use it more as confirmatory diligence. I I was already very low on CJ Stroud. Uh, Ohio State QBs don't do well in the NFL. The reason is the system. They play, their teammates... Ohio State is great wide receivers. Everyone knows that. Top three mm-hmm. wide receiver program with LSU and Alabama. No doubt about it. Everyone, y'all can rank it however you want. Those are the top three wide receiver schools. The Big Ten does not have defensive backs like the SEC has defensive backs. The okay. only good defensive backs in the Big Ten are on Ohio State. They don't play against them. I think maybe Michigan has this guy this year, and then Illinois had one guy. Like that Devin Witherspoon is probably going to be a top 10 pick this year. But outside of that, there's like never any good defensive backs. So you have Ohio State quarterbacks that are so used to the wide receiver being wide open. So you just throw to the wide open receiver. They're not used to having to throw the guy open. That's the difference between college football and the NFL. In college football, Nick Saban, all the, Lane Kiffin, you have great play calls. You have great play designs. Even Burrow to some extent. I mean, if you watch the – if you watch the, the semifinal game with Oklahoma, Justin Jefferson was covered and Joe Burrow like threw him open and Jefferson Jefferson did what he did. But in general, and a lot of times in college with good receivers, you just throw it because they get open. In the NFL, you mm-hmm. have to throw the ball open. You have to see it. You have to throw it before they've even broken their route in most cases. And I just don't think you get the reps. Ohio State, and I don't think it's a coincidence that not a single Ohio State quarterback going back 15, 20 years has done well in the NFL. Joe Burrow did, but Joe Burrow also played in the SEC with LSU. Like, I, I'm not going to count Joe Burrow as an Ohio State quarterback. So, but then that. that begs the question because you just brought up Jake Hayner, and you're saying Big Ten competition, so I got to push back on the Mountain West competition and how that's kind of hypocritical almost in a way where Jake Hayner may not. I mean, you think that the Big Ten competition that C.J. Stroud faced was easier than the Mountain West competition that Jake Hayner faced, or – what is that logic there? Are we talking about taking Jake Hayner at number two? You're talking okay, about that's, taking that's CJ Stroud. I, I'm saying take Jake Hayner in the third round. Okay. But you're saying value-wise that Jake Hayner is Jake Hayner is the second best value in the class. 
behind Bryce Young. I mean, obviously, if you can okay. get a quarterback, you get it. But he's, he not, could. he's not the second best. He's just the second best value. No, I sure. think he could be the second best quarterback. Okay, okay. And that's based really on the fact. I think he could be the second best quarterback. But I and definitely think he's the second best value. Because if you're okay. going to take a crapshoot, someone unproven, why would you want to waste a top 10 pick? You know, your Very top true. 10 picks okay. should be proven people that can contribute, which will go down the list and you know when we get yeah. there. But no, absolutely. I was just I was just curious about that because I mean that was the first question that popped in my head. You're talking about competition, and we just talking about Mountain West. I mean, this Jake Hayner cat, I, I've heard nothing about him, to be honest. Just absolutely nothing. And you're saying he's gonna be a third rounder. So I mean I I've primarily focused It'd on the fourth first round. I hope fourth the Saints rounder. take him in the third or fourth round him. I hope they take him in the third or fourth round as a Saints fan. He sits behind Derek Carr, Fresno State connection. If you remember, Derek Carr played at Fresno State. Yeah, absolutely. Derek Carr, okay. Derek Carr went to my older brother's high school. My older brother actually played football with him, caught passes with him. Played, there you go. And, and he's cool. been a decent quarterback. If Jay Kaner becomes Derek Carr, that is the best third-round pick of the draft. Can, can, we, you know, can we be honest here? <laughs> yeah. Probably I'm offensively. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know the class well enough to tell you I'm if, they, if he is. Becoming, I'm not going to say he's going to become Derek Carr. But let me tell you this. He only lost like one game with when Jay Kaner played. Fresno State kind of flew under the radar because Jay Kaner got hurt middle of last year. So they, they lost like to Boise State and another team. But the last like four games, they were just nuking people. I mean, I see that more than like watch like what Daniel Jones and Mitch Trubitsky at Duke in North Carolina. They didn't yeah. look like anything special in their last like three or four games. And everyone's like, oh my God, the talent, the, the, the size, the arm strength. I mean, it's like, it's just they, they're taking them in a lab. They don't actually watch football. This guy's at least put on good film. Jake Hayner's at least put on good film. CJ Stroud's put great film as well. I just, but the, the Ohio State thing, I just, I don't really believe in him. I personally think, and this is a bold take, I, I think CJ Stroud will probably go in the teens, maybe in the 20s. Someone might just trade up. So who's going to? This is a great segue. So let's say, we'll, we'll do, I'll, I'll approach this like three ways. I'll approach it as if I were the GM. Okay. Mr. Nick Casario. If I were the GM, and then what's what I think what's I think is going to happen, then what should happen? Which which I'll, I'll clarify. So first off, if I'm the GM of the Texans, I think you run the Bengals playbook and you run some other playbooks of successful rebuilds. Don't get a quarterback here. Either of your first two picks. Ideally, they trade out of the second pick. That would be if I were the GM, I trade out of the second pick, get more picks next year, use twelve on like an offensive lineman, protect your future quarterback, maybe use 12 on a wide receiver, be, you know, defensive player, something like that. Next year, get number one, number two, number three pick. You'll probably get a top three pick again. And then get um, a quarterback then. Hopefully Caleb Williams. I think there's, you know, there's a couple other options. I don't think they're going to be able to trade out of it because I don't, I mean, this could be the coldest take. I really don't think that there's going to be anyone trading up two or three. I think the only people that would maybe trade up would be the Colts, but the Colts aren't going to trade with the Texans and the Titans, but the Titans aren't going to trade with the Texans either because it's in the division. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more potential for teams to trade up with the Cardinals at three to get ahead of Indy because you know Indy's going quarterback. And it could be Indy trading with the Cardinals just to go up one spot. Um, and I, I do think that you haven't seen all of it now, but I do think once the first or second pick is made – then there's going to be teams that are like, okay, if our guy's here, we'll trade with Arizona. Like, I bet that's the talk. They're like, hey, Arizona, we got a deal worked out. We're not going to execute it until our guy's there at three, and then we'll make it happen. So I would not be shocked at all 
to get that trade. What I think is going to happen, I'm sorry, what I think should happen is they're not going to trade it. I think, and this is my bet, one of my favorite bets. I'll, I'll actually ask you a question first. Do you know who the Texans head coach is? Uh, yeah, it's um, not Lovey Smith. It's the new guy they just signed. He's the San Francisco defensive coordinator. He used to play. Close. What is his, yeah, his name. I'm losing his name. Um, I know this. You're, you're like catching me off guard. Uh, not Lovey Smith. What Starts with a D. Uh, D'Amico Ryans. Thank you. Okay. Do you know where he played college football and what his position was? I imagine he was, he was a defensive player, and I don't know where he played at. So he was an outside linebacker at Alabama. Oh, so you're thinking Will Anderson. I absolutely think Will Anderson. I've been saying since August that Will Anderson was the best player in college football. Now, I might have had to bite my tongue a little bit because we can argue Jalen Carter, but obviously that, that's a separate issue. I don't think Jalen Carter is I want to talk about that too. I think Will Anderson is the perfect person to draft here at number two overall for the Texans. Start on defense. You know, great. Be able to stop the run. That's so key in the NFL. Come back maybe with 12, take a wide receiver, depending on who's available. Go defensive end, wide receiver, then get your quarterback next year. I think that that's, you know, a good option. It's key to remember that D'Amico Ryan signed a six-year contract. So he has protection. If they go 3-14 and 14 next year, like he's not getting fired. He's not on the hot seat. I think ownership would honestly prefer it. Zach Taylor in his first year went 2-14. and 14. Drafted Jonah Williams, who I guess hasn't really worked out as much, but they drafted an offensive tackle in the first year. Went 2-14, and 14, then got the number one pick, and then they drafted Joe Burrow. And then the best thing that happened to the Bengals was Joe Burrow tearing his ACL because then they were able to stay one more year and get Jamar Chase. And they were off to the races. They got T. Higgins in this, at the top of the second round when they got Burrow. So they got Burrow, Higgins, Chase, and an offensive lineman in three drafts, and there you go. Now, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago and should have been should have won the Super Bowl this year, but, that, you know, we already had that discussion. So, um, you know, I, I think that the Texans should just do the same game plan. That, so, that, let that me ask you did. this then, because there's – I mean, there's a lot of talk about this class not being as strong as maybe previous classes are – I mean, there's always a hype around this because they want – you know, they want everybody to pay attention, and there's, like you say, a lot of smoke screens. So, unequivocally, you think that the next year's quarterback class is going to be better than this year's quarterback class? I mean, I just I think Caleb Williams is will be just as good as Bryce Young, and I'm I'm not really high on any of the other QBs in this class. So I, I don't I don't know too much about the next QB class. Make Drake May is in the next QB class as well. I know that's another overhyped ACC white dude that's probably going to get drafted high and flail out in the pros, but. <laughs> I, I'm, that's just another name that comes to mind. Um, so that, yeah, I do think that, next year's QB class is better. I definitely think that Bill Williams is better than anyone else the Texans could draft this year. And even if they draft a good quarterback, like you still don't want to draft a good quarterback because you're it's, you're trying to rebuild. You want to get a high draft pick next year. So, so okay, but then what what happens if the Texans goof and they? win the last game of the season and they don't get the number one overall pick again. Like what, what do you do then? Then you, then you missed out on this class and you're going to miss out on the next class. You don't miss out on the next class. You can always take a QB next class at number two or number three. But so you're saying like, 
more than likely it's going to be a better look next year on the QB side. Okay. Just because okay. I don't really. Just, I, I just because don't you really. said like Caleb Williams. And so I was thinking like, okay, who else besides Caleb Williams? And like, there's, can there's, look there's, like, well, if there's other players, like you don't need to name them, but if there's other players coming out next year that are more enticing than Will Levis or Anthony. Oh, oh I mean like, okay, this is, <laughs> this one's going to, this is going to be a, a hot take. Like, you know, Bo Nix is there. Dre May, Drake May. Michael Penix out of Washington. That's like the oh, Anthony nice. Richardson. He's like Anthony Richardson, but better. But better. Uh, if you know who he is, he was he played at Indiana, dual threat QB in Washington. Michael okay. Penix Jr. You'll hear a lot about him. Washington will be pretty high this year. Jordan Travis out of Florida State. I mean, like some of these guys, you know, Sam Hartman, Notre Dame. That's the Sam Hartman's the guy that played on Wake Forest. Yeah, yep, so, I remember. I him. mean, to, to, you know, JJ McCarthy. He'll probably stay another year, but that's the Michigan QB. Michigan, that's actually JJ McCarthy actually could be the second best QB in the class. So, I mean, I like in him. my opinion, I just, you know, I know grass is always greener and it's always potential stuff. I'm just really not in love with any of the QBs outside of, um, outside of, uh, Bryce Young. I mean, heck, the, the Texans could take, uh, Jay Kaner in the third round or fourth round. Uh, yeah. So, who, <laughs> it, so you, you think better to take Will Anderson at number two overall or Absolutely. better to, or better to trade and get more draft value next year or later in the draft or maybe a player or two from a team. I think it's probably better to trade because you're probably going to get, you're probably going to get a better trade value than what the number two pick is worth. Just because you'll probably get an extra pick. Um, and you'll probably, I, I imagine you'll get it. You'll still have another first round pick. Like someone will give you a first and then a 2024 first. So I, I personally think it's probably better to trade. But I like Willie Anderson, and I like going defense because wide receivers, running backs, like, you know, you get a couple years, and then you have to pay them, and then they kind of tail off. Like, I mean, look at Cam Jordan on the Saints. I, I'm sorry. Like, there's other examples. The Saints are my team, so that's, that's just a good example. Like, the Saints drafted Cam Jordan in, like, what, like 2011, 2013 draft, and he's, like, still producing. You know, and the great defensive end out of Cal, like, probably the best Saints draft pick of the past 10 years, if you ask me. That no yeah. one talks about, like really, no one even knows him. But he's like literally a top five. No, Everybody knows Cam. Yeah, Jordan. okay. At okay, least cool. you should. Like Cam yeah. Jordan's a dog. I love Cam exactly. Jordan. But like, he's been, I, he's been a dog, especially the past like five years, dude. He's been incredible. The past exactly. Five years. So if Will Anderson could be exactly that, and you have you have Saban coming out saying that Will Anderson was like the the hardest working guy, you know, in that Saban's ever had as a player, you know, and I, you know, I, I don't think he uses that, uses that lightly, and you know, you have all these people that have come through, you know, Alabama and you got the D'Amico Ryan's connection. I just, I just think it makes so much sense. I got, I got, let me look at my pick. I have Will Anderson, second pick of the draft at plus 400. Okay. Four Let's to talk one. about so, this then. We're talking a lot about Will Anderson. I want to talk about another defensive lineman for another SEC school that is having off the field issues, Mr. Jalen <laughs> Carter. What, okay. uh, what, uh, what's your, what's your opinion? I'll leave it open. What's your opinion on Jalen Carter? I think if the car crash doesn't happen, there's a very good chance he could have gone number two or number one. Um, are you concerned for his future? Like, have you, I'm sure you've read a little bit about character, things like that. Of course you can only like speculate cause you don't know the guy, but going forward, like, do you see him having issues? Like, do you, I mean, what, what, how much stock are we placing in this off the field issue right now? I mean, I'm assuming, I, I don't know the situation well, I'm assuming it's not, like, he's not 
guilty of anything and they've already kind of verified that, right? Because he hasn't been charged and they've already kind of gone through proceedings and stuff. I'm not really worried about anything resulting from that. You could say, okay, whatever character stuff. I just think he's too good of a talent. And I think a lot of teams hype up all this stuff because they want him to fall. Like everyone's talking like, oh, we don't want to take Jalen Carr. No one wants to take Jalen Carr just so that he, they hope he falls so that they can go get him. Personally, I think he's going to go five or six. And we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I think he's going to the Seahawks at five. He's even money to go to the Seahawks at five. I took him there, and then I also took him five to one odds to get drafted by the Lions at sixth. And so we'll, we'll kind of – I have like a mock draft – and so we'll, we'll kind of get there, but that's, uh, that's my initial take on Jalen Carter. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, I, I mean, Georgia is an absolute just machine of pumping out NFL players and Jalen Carter, like you said, prior to this car crash, this off the field issue was undoubtedly number one. And the fact that he's been linked to such a serious off field issue and still going to go top 10 more than likely is just a testament to like his, his talent on the field. I mean, he is he is an absolute animal. So there's another Georgia player that I'd watched on the Pat McAfee show do an interview. Uh, wears glasses. Um, defensive guy. I forgot his name already. Um, I got to look him up. But he's another one that is talking about going pretty high. Uh, Who is this? Uh, Georgia defensive player. He's just one of those oh, guys. Oh, Nolan Smith. Is that Nolan what you're talking Smith. about? Thank you. Nolan yeah, Smith. Nolan Smith. He's another one that is uh, just coming out that, I mean, just like I was saying, Georgia is just. Oh, yeah, Georgia. I mean, they they just recruit so well. They just have so many five stars on that defense. I mean, I don't think Georgia will be the next Bama just because they'll, I think with the the playoff thing, it's going to be a lot harder to win the playoff because you have so many more games. Like if you look at this year, like Georgia almost didn't win the championship because of the Ohio State thing. Um, And so, like, I, I, I think it'll be hard to sustain that, but. I mean, Kirby, Kirby is incredible on the defensive end. Look who we got. I already gave the intro to everything that you were going to sleep, and you come on looking like an egghead over here. Look at that. He's looking like shirtless egghead right now. We're talking about the Houston Texans. We're talking about Nolan or Jalen Smith or Jalen Carter. We're talking all kinds of different stuff right now. You have any opinions as you just woke up from your nap? No, I, I haven't napped. I'm actually barely going to sleep. Um, I I had to help Mia with her work event stuff. Of course, gotta love it. But I was like, let me see on Discord if these fools are on before I go to bed. And I'm on the podcast. <laughs> I'm really on the podcast. What? When did we reach this point of unprofessionalism where you sign in from the bedroom? <laughs> Look, this is, this is the Sliced Apples podcast. Bro. There goes Brett. We lost. Oh, there he is. <laughs> no, he, he's popping in and out. He's still okay. here. But look, I just wanted to come on and say. Uh, oh, God. Will Levis, number oh one overall pick. It's freaking wild. And I was just talking about on the last episode how where the hell do these people come from just get number one overall picks like this? Will Levis, like, what in the world? But you know what? As a Texans fan, I am happy because I feel like the only reason the Texans said they weren't going to draft a QB number two is because the Panthers were supposed to take Bryce Young. 
And so they're like, we can't have Bryce Young. We ain't taking nobody. But now, with the Panthers taking Will Levis, the Texans might be like... Okay, you really think that they're going to take Will Levis? We just got done talking about the fact that Bryce Young is leagues ahead of everybody else. There's no way they take Will Levis at one. Hey, that would look- be crazy. He's a Heisman, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's also won a national championship, correct? Did Bryce Young win a national championship? I'm pretty sure he did. So there's no, no, he didn't. He's a Heisman winner. And come on, dude. This is the Carolina Panthers, bro. Stop. This is the Carolina Panthers. I think this is just wishful thinking from a Texas fan. Okay, look, I'm not even going to cap. First of all, just so y'all know, I'm pretty sure Brett knows already. DraftKings, the odds went from Will Levis being number one overall pick plus 4,000, to now it's plus 400. That is insane. And a, and a sports book is not going to do that, make those odds just, like, flip like that unless there's some credible information out there. Apparently, he told his friends and family that Panthers are taking them number one. I don't know. He better not, <laughs> he better not be getting my hopes up because I really hope Texans take Bryce Young. Sounds okay. like the sports books are going to get a pay let me, <laughs> uh, let, let me rebuttal this. First off, sports books price based on the money that they receive, not necessarily what they think is going to happen. They received a lot of money. Not on the draft, like, right? Let not me, on the draft. Let me finish. Let me finish. They received a lot of money because of people like you who listen to all this shit and go bet 41, 31, 21, 10 to 1 on the levels. <laughs> Second thing, first off, you said this, it, the odds flipped. The odds did not flip. There, he's still four to one. Bryce Young is still minus a thousand to go first. Like, it's Bryce Young is still the overwhelming favorite implied by the sports books. Let's go number one. If there was actually something credible, the Sharps would have gotten in on Levis and off on Young, and you would have seen Young's price come down. The fact that Levis's price came down is more public money betting on Levis. If the Sharps were betting on Levis, Bryce Young's price would have gone down from minus 1,000. So that's my take. I still think it's Bryce, it's Bryce Young. If it is Will Levis, I agree. You can throw my Will Anderson stuff out the window. The Texans will take Bryce Young. I think 1-2 is Bryce Young, Will Anderson, unless someone makes a trade. I was really, like, in a good mood. <laughs> and I messed up by coming on here and listening to logic. The logical... <laughs> Brett, best bets. Because, you know, me, David's worst bets or David's <laughs> dumb bets or, you know, David's L's. David's you know, L's. I was over here feeling happy and whatnot. And then I come on here. Now I got to go to bed sad, depressed, because we're still not getting a quarterback. And we're stuck with General, General Lucky Charms, uh, General Kellogg. And By the way, Davis Mills, General Mills, who was tied for this is I'm reading this, who was tied for the most interceptions this past season at 15 in Mills's two seasons as a starter. He ranks 32nd in QBR, 30th in passing touchdown to interception ratio and 30th in yards per attempt. So, yeah, we're running it back. <laughs> David, this is the difference between me and you. I think the best thing for the Texans is for Davis, David Mills to be the quarterback next year because then you get a high pick again. I think the absolute and best then, thing and, you and, can then, do. and then Brett, who who are the top 
quarterbacks coming out of next year's class. Well, we welcome, just welcome talked to about the it. episode. We just got. Yeah, welcome. I mean, I, I you know, just, just, sorry just, for just, just, you know, I don't need an explanation. I just need names. Caleb Williams, AJ McCarthy. It's a Michigan guy. He's going to make Michigan. some huge strides. JJ McCarthy, Drake May, Will Penix, who's basically the same thing as Anthony Richardson, except he's had success in college football. Uh, he plays for Washington. He used to play for Indiana. Jordan Travis. Bryce Young, though. <laughs> We're not getting Bryce Young, David. I hate to break it to you, but you're not getting. Yeah, I heard. Now. I heard. I heard Herm Edwards this morning talking about trading out and getting Lamar Jackson to Houston. Houston should trade. They won't find a trading partner. David, that'd make you real happy, wouldn't it? If we went and got Lamar Jackson, your favorite quarterback, to come to Houston. He doesn't like Lamar. No, he hates Lamar. I mean, I, I shouldn't hate, say that. I, I shouldn't say that. Lamar. I just. I call it like I see it, and he just. <laughs> He's a great quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. <laughs> no, he's a great <laughs> athlete. Perfect. Hey, wait, wait, Dave. Uh, wait, Alex, we were just having this discussion. Remember we talked about you were saying, um, you know, what's the difference between uh, he's a great athlete, and I said it, that it matters for all positions except quarterback. Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson is a great example. Just I runs think, around. I mean, it's not sustainable. I'm- I'm kind of a Lamar Jackson fan, so I love I love me some Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm in the different thought camp, where I think he's a dog. I mean, if the alternative is Duke May, Jake McCarthy, or Joe Schmo, <laughs> General Mills, then I guess I will settle for <laughs> Lamar Jackson, as long as we don't give up any more future first round picks. I yeah, guess yeah. I will settle. David, uh, I, I won't, uh, I won't re- go back fully, but I have one name if you want to get your hopes up. I want you to Google Jake Hayner. Maybe, maybe the Texans will draft him in the third or fourth round, and then you'll have your quarterback. Could be, okay. could be really good. Just, just for, Google for, it. For, for a Jake Hayner, uh, I, I'll only, I wouldn't waste less than a fourth-round pick for uh, good news for you, because he's probably going to go in the third or fourth round. Never watch a snap of this guy. I just wouldn't waste the fourth round pick on him. <laughs> he just Never doesn't. Uh, hey, 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 David, David's mock draft, like my, my scouting report, Jake Hader, fifth round pick. Just based off the name, fifth yes. round pick. Like, Sounds like a slow white guy. That's all I'm going to say. That's just what it sounds <laughs> so, like. Sounds you know, like a white Sounds like a white guy that that may not have. He has the tools locked within him, but he just hasn't unleashed them. Hey, you, you know you're absolutely right. Like I would hate to have a slow white guy as my quarterback. Like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I would just absolutely hate it. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> when has Aaron Rodgers been considered "quote unquote" slow? I think he's slow. In comparison to like Lamar, comparison Jackson. to like okay, Justin Herbert, compare and him to Joe Lamar Jackson. Okay, well, Joe, uh, Justin Herbert and no, Joe Herbert Burrow. And Burrow are like the young, dynamic, dual threat. Like, I, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Holmes, Josh Herbert, Allen. Herbert, slow too. Okay, well, it's a different kind of slow then. <laughs> what Aaron Rodgers got that old man Green Bay slow. Yeah, I mean, like, all the guys I just listed are, like, actually, like... Okay, what about Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett's quick. We like Kenny Pickett. He has small hands, bro. 
He got small hands. Oh, you're right. Joe Burrow has small hands too, and he hasn't had any (laughs) success in the NFL. Bro, literally Aaron Rodgers like makes makes a living off of scrambling out of the out of the pocket, avoiding defensive ends, (laughs) and slinging the ball, bro. Or, I got or, nothing. Or have I been watching the wrong so Rodgers? <laughs> First off, you could be slow and outrun a defensive end as well. Like <laughs> what? Like I mean, it's all can. relative. You like you're not going to be Tyree Kill. Telling me you two can outrun Miles Garrett? I'm not saying I'm slow. I'm like I'm snail slow in comparison Look, to them. I, I think I think this conversation has gone off the rails. We we all have our opinions. <laughs> Trying to bring us back down to earth because we, we literally haven't even gotten to the third pick yet. We've just <laughs> hold on, hold on. I need to I need to know somebody. Alejandro, look up the forty time, forty yard dash times <laughs> now. Okay, here Aaron Rodgers forty time. I got you. Looking up Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert ran a what? What? He ran a four seven one. Thank Herbert you. ran a four six eight. Oh. Oh, that's that's point oh three right there. We'll take that. That's Burrow quicker. ran a four nine. Okay, oh, that's Rogers. slow. That what is slow? is slow? Is five slow? Uh, I, would, I would say like four eight is probably slow. Breeze ran a four eight three. Dang, but that was before the bad shoulder. Tom Brady, I mean, the I, best I, quarterback. I, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Tom Brady, who is arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, ran a five one seven forty. Yeah. He's literally one of the best. He's literally been one of the best, like, play improv out of the pocket that you've seen. <laughs> and he's I mean, five and seven. Four eight is slow. Probably four nine five is slow. But I think like. Hold on, hold on. I mean, Did these, you these... hear what Brett said? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. He's the best improvising. What he made? Oh no, he's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Oh. But he did play well when he improvised. Might have misspoken the first time. First off, what do you think Mahomes' 40 yard dash time is? I just looked it up. Bro, he I bet he's got a stick up his ass. <laughs> I bet, I bet, hey, uh, right here, I bet it's a 4 9, bro. It's a 4 8. Yeah, you're pretty close. But like, this dude literally extends plays, has an arm like no one else, and he has the okay, same time as like throw, Drew Brees. He can throw while he's in the air horizontally. No, I know. That was that was like literally the best play I've ever seen in NFL history. Was the sideways ever. pass in the Super Bowl when that the receiver hit it in the helmet and he didn't catch it. It was a blowout, but it was still Bro. the best play I've ever seen. <laughs> the thing about Mahomes is I do not understand because I know this man that is not that fast, but yet like they cannot tackle him, and I don't understand what it is. Is it because is it like in baseball? You know, you you get used to hitting those hundred mile an hour. And then somebody throws you a 60 mile an hour and you're just like, oh, sh-. like your timing is just off. So, so you get so like beat his curveball like <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're you get Patrick Mahomes and he like runs like. Point five miles an hour and you're just like, huh. How do I tackle it? I don't know how to tackle it. <laughs> Miss like juked. And I'm just like, bruh, it must be like the light skin powers or something. So Jalen Carter, who is 315 pounds, ran a 496. There you go. That's pretty, sl- that's pretty slow. So look at that. Drew Brees could outrun 315 pounds. 
Wait, but what, J- Drew Brees can outrun Jalen Carter is what I hear. Is what I'm yeah. hearing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is okay. Chase Young? Let's, let's, let's go to the third all, pick. Da- David, do you want do you want to do you want to join us in the discussion of the third pick? And then there's people Obviously. like Chase Young who runs a four point four five. Yeah, that's stupid. That's <laughs> very stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just gonna chime in real quick on this third pick. Third pick. Who's the third pick again? Right now it's the Cardinals, but this is the pick most likely to be traded, in my opinion. I think it'll be traded only if the Texans don't take a quarterback. If they don't take Bryce Young, which they will. I could um, totally see the Titans trading up with the Cardinals and getting Anthony Richardson here. They would get Anthony Richardson. You know what? Let them dumbasses get Anthony Richardson for the number three overall pick. Please. That sounds like the Titans thing to do. They'll be lucky. I mean, it'll be like, as far as looks go, a backfield with Anthony Richardson and Derrick Henry is fucking bonkers that is stupid like that is we're like, talking about the titans trading derrick henry if you're referring to the aj brown tweet it was actually for a person in the draft it was not for derrick henry i discovered oh. that yep that was the tweet and everybody thought he was talking no. about derrick henry but he was talking okay. about okay yeah i guess draft. i didn't read full wait correct me if i'm wrong here didn't uh the titans just get a new gm too because their previous gm made like the worst trade of all time sending aj brown for Traylon burks because uh, he didn't want to pay correct. him well the the worst trade of all time goes to the man the myth the legend uh bill o'brien trading deandre hopkins for um ham and cheese sandwich with two sticks in it that sorry no cheese we couldn't afford the cheese so it's just a ham sandwich it's cold with two toothpicks in it that move those are his legs but it's all right we're we're getting them back too okay we're getting the game back together we're getting bryce young deandre hopkins is going to sign back with us for a team-friendly deal and texans are going to get back on track we're going to hey we're going to get a defensive stud at number 12 and that fell down to us in our lap. It's just all going to work out, guys. Tomorrow's going to be a great day to be a Texans fan. I feel it. I know it. It's either well, going to go I'll, really I'll say this. I don't think anything you just said is going to happen, but I do think it'll be a good day for the Texans. <laughs> I'll agree this with your punchline. Because he's just like, he's very systematic. He has his spreadsheets and he's like, you're just wrong, but I'll allow it. <laughs> No, look, look. I mean, this isn't even football. This is just a draft. So, like, I have no idea, dude. I'm Adam Schefter. Probably doesn't even know what the fuck's going to happen. Right? That's but, true. Um, no, I, I, yeah, I. Needless to say, I, I could see the Cardinals trading up in three, or the Titans trading up for a QB. But my current mock is going to be Tyree Wilson, defensive end, for the Cardinals. He's kind of that other big defensive player outside of Will Anderson who has potential to go pretty high. So I believe if the Cardinals don't trade, I know they really want to, and someone might trade up, but I can only mock what I see right now. Mm. I think it's going to be Tyree Wilson at three. Bro, the Texans should trade up for the number three pick. And then, and then, not draft the QB for the number two pick. And then we hold that number three pick hostage and get a heist, bro. I'm talking about like 
Titans are going to have to give us Derrick Henry. They're all they're, Fred, their best offensive their best offensive lineman. I'm talking about the best defensive player plus two future first round draft picks. You want this, bro? You gotta come get it. You see what I got to deal with. That's how you think <laughs> like a DM, guys. That's how you think. It's like late a DM. for David. It's late. It He's delirious. Late. It, <laughs> it is late. It is but, late. But okay, well, let's... So it, it was it was great to just like pop on for a quick spurt. I know y'all had like probably something very organized and no. thorough going. And not I not at all. The, we weren't going pick by pick. But chaos. I just came in and fucking <laughs> just brought in the 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 whirlwind, the tornado winds of chaos. And just threw some thoughts in your minds. And you know, now later on you're gonna think, man, what? David was on to something. He was on to something. Yeah, that's I think that on a regular basis. He's on to something. But Deuces. Right, I appreciate we'll see you tomorrow. On. Yep, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> he said, <laughs> said thank you. No, thank you, Brett, for filling in. <laughs> All right, Eggman. Look, yeah. Can you, can you actually believe? I think I just lost you, but uh, can you actually believe? Oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. We're back. This is uh, about as organized as it gets, isn't it? Um, two fans, if, if you were curious, I have done 423 episodes with that man. <laughs> and I am still sane. I don't know how, but I am. So I oh. think moving on, because now we have, I did no. not expect that. And I look forward, I look forward to, uh, I look forward to David coming on. And the next time I'm on, David can tell me about how I was wrong and how the Texans have Bryce Young. <laughs> can't wait to celebrate the fact that the Texans will get Bryce Young. I want to talk about the Indianapolis Colts because you mentioned. Perfect. Yes. So just to go for it. Yeah. yeah. So just recap. So we got Bryce Young to the Panthers at one. We got Will Anderson, the Texans at two. Potentially Titans trading up to get Anthony Richardson at three. I'm personally mocking Tyree Wilson defensive end to the Cardinals because I'm going to assume no trade. And I think that's who they would take given the board. So when I do my mock, I just look at, you know, this is what it is. This is who's been taken. Who would each team take? That's how I do okay. it. I'm not betting on Tyree Wilson to be three, to be clear. I'm betting on Will Anderson to be two. I also have a little money on Will Anderson to be three, just in case the Texans are able to make the trade. But mm-hmm. I, or the Cardinals end up taking Will Anderson. So have I those two seeing, According to this mock draft on ESPN, uh, just classic. I mean, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Anderson. So... Um, going yeah, so you, four, you could see Will Anderson at three as well. So I, I, I like those. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see C.J. Stroud, but that's just me. Um, he, that's, yeah, C.J. That's, Stroud could mess up basically every pick here, all of my betting picks, but that, that's another day. Okay, number four. So number, I want to talk about this, though, because this is, this is very interesting. Let me cut you off and do like a little bit of an intro because I've been watching Pat McAfee for a while now. I don't know if you're a Pat okay. McAfee guy, but I am a big Pat McAfee guy, which kind of makes me almost like a pseudo-Colts fan in a way. I've been following this. Pat is big on Anthony Richardson and he's big on Will Levis. And so I'm kind of thinking like, I'm not really sure what you do here. I feel like you have to take a quarterback. They haven't had anybody good since Andrew Luck at number one overall in 2012. 
So I, I almost feel like you want to lean towards more of a traditional, like, Will Levis. Questioning why he eats bananas with the skin on, and I'm questioning he's had some other questionable off-the-field decisions. Not necessarily getting him in trouble with the law or anything, but eating the banana with the peel on is certainly questionable for me. I don't know if that's franchise quarterback worthy. So Anthony Richardson is great. I don't understand really how he fits in with I mean Steve Steichen I like him he developed Justin Herbert he developed Jalen Hurts and he I mean I should say he worked with both of them I want to say he can take on the Anthony Richardson project and he can develop him but it's it's almost in the same thought camp as Lamar Jackson where you don't have the accuracy but you have the athleticism are you willing to bank your number four overall pick on somebody like Anthony Richardson who isn't really I mean he's a freak of nature athletically like we've discussed but as far as his, I mean, his his resume in college is not impressive in comparison to his peers in this draft. And on top of that, his accuracy, I mean, his arm strength is off the chart. There's videos of him throwing it on his knees, I believe, 60, 70 yards. I mean, he's a freak of nature for sure. But does that translate to on-the-field success in the NFL? I'm not sure. But this one, to me, is probably the most intriguing pick just because there's a lot in the air. And if you take C.J. Stroud out of the Houston Texans pick and you mention the Will Andersons of the world and things like that, and you fill those next two, those top three slots with Bryce Young and then two defensive players, you really have three options there at four with C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson. So with that, I'm genuinely, that's probably my most interested pick just because of, the dominoes in the top three seem to be more straightforward. Um, and it's no no doubt that the Colts have to take a quarterback. Like they they have to. They've they've done Phillip Rivers, they've done Matt Ryan, they did Carson Wentz, they've tried all the old quarterbacks that were injured that were in systems before. It doesn't work. So they're gonna have to draft somebody. I'm curious to see what you say because obviously it's Bryce Young and everybody else, and that's what makes it so interesting. So as a better like what is what are you leaning towards on this one when it comes to the quarterback position for the Colts? Because you got to take a quarterback here, right? Like, there's no way you don't take a quarterback if you're the Indianapolis absolutely. Colts. Absolutely, absolutely, you take a quarterback. I think you know to David's point earlier. I think this is the pick you actually look at the betting markets. So you kind of previewed it well. There's so much uncertainty in the fourth pick, yet. We'll see in the second and third picks, the, the favor, the favor, the, the most likely pick is like two to one, three to one on the second and third picks, right? You would think that on the fourth pick, there's so many more permutations that it's even a higher crapshoot. It's actually lower. Will Levis is only plus 130. And I think that that's a strong indication from everything that I've heard and everything that makes sense that Will Levis will be the pick the Colts and that's who I'm mocking and that's who I'm also betting on I know it's not sexy and it's not a huge payout but I think that's telling that it's such a small number despite all the uncertainty that could happen before it I think the way that the Colts don't take Will Levis is if he gets taken someone trades up to three and takes him so as a looking at college football games and you obviously know a lot about college football that's your that's your real health like, give me the the comparison between Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Why take Will Levis over Anthony Richardson? What makes him better? I mean, does the athleticism of Anthony Richardson not – is that just not a factor at all? And what's what's the comparison between the two of them? Because that seems I mean, to be the, the two the that Colts, are The Colts just tend to have more, like, game manager, protect the football quarterbacks. Okay, and so Will oh. Levis is just playing – It's is he just plays it safer than Anthony Richardson. 
done turning over. I mean, you just listed the Colts quarterbacks, right? Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Peyton Manning, and Drew Luck. I mean, Will Levis just kind of fits. Okay. Okay. I, so I, it, just from a game style perspective, like they they already have Jonathan have, Taylor. They already have Jonathan Taylor. They don't need a dynamic running quarterback. Will okay. Levis does have some of the running stuff ability as well. Does have the dual threat. Both him and Anthony Richardson have accuracy issues. I just, I, I just don't see. I don't see based on what you know you hear on podcasts or different things. I don't see. Colts taking Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. I definitely don't think they're taking C.J. Stroud. I think it's definitely one of those two. And the betting markets are just so telling. Like, why would he only be plus 130? If that's not public money, there's no public money taking Will. Look, the public's too busy taking Will Levis at the, to be the number one overall pick, right? Okay. You know, they're running to the window yeah. for number one. Why is he so low? That's got to be sharp money. No one wants small plus 130 they want the four to one the five to one payouts that's what everyone wants to bet on bet a little to win a lot it's generally good to fade those i just think the markets are so telling i hate to say like the reason i like this bet is because the number's so small but the reason i like this bet is because it's only plus 130 if this was plus 200 i wouldn't feel as good about the bet so from the betting lines perspective do you see them shifting tomorrow or i guess two fans listening thursday i should say just you see them shifting or yeah, so I know I'm not going to be able to release them until tomorrow. I think Wednesday night's the best night to bet them because you basically have all the information that you're going to have pre-draft come Tuesday, Wednesday, but a lot of the public are going to bet on Thursday. So you can get – now, like, this is the best time to bet because you have all the information that's already out there that you'll get from the league. Then you can get and see where everyone's kind of taking different things, and you can get in before public hammers down a certain pick, like – Personally, I think the Will Anderson lines are going to drop. They already dropped. I got it at four to one. He's now at like plus three thirty or something. He'll probably go down to like plus two fifty by the time it kicks off. So I, I okay. you know, I like betting now. I'm releasing the picks probably mid early tomorrow, midday. I, I don't think it'll be a huge difference. I think you know if you get it in before what two p.m. I'm sure, a lot of people will get off work at five and start hammering bets. Bets, yeah. So, so anyway, we'll I, know we're, those... I know we're kind of long on time. So let's kind of talk about the no you're good bit. i want I, I got you i'm i'm i'm, okay. I'm game managing over here it's your time what, game i don't know how long it's been i'm i'm a game manager bro don't worry I, I know how to do this so we got will levis at four i'm curious where do you see anthony richardson falling then if he's if he's at four where's anthony richardson on your board yeah so this is a hot take um i actually have him at eight to the falcons and i'm not even sure they're okay. gonna go qb but i think they could go qb yeah because here's yeah, the thing i'm mocking right so like I'm the Falcons at eight, and Anthony Richardson's there. I take him. He might go sooner, but that's just where I have him mocked for me, which is why I have him going to Atlanta. He might not be available at eight, but I think Atlanta would take him if he's there at eight. So they they took a quarterback last took Desmond year. Ritter. Yeah, they took Desmond him in like the Ritter. second. Yeah, but they only took like a third round pick or whatever it was. That's not they didn't invest anything in it. I mean, look, the Titans took Malik Willis literally last year at like the second round or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they're, they're, and they're already looking. On. So, yeah. you know, okay. So I'm curious about that. And then the last one I'm curious about before we run down the board is Jalen Carter. So you're 100% lock all the lines, like explain to me the lines, the betting odds, things like that for Jalen Carter going five, as opposed to, I've been seeing him at 11, 12, 13. You're saying yeah, I think five. That's way too low. He's literally even money to go fifth. That's because okay. I don't think, 
I think the Seahawks are so close. I mean, think about it. The Seahawks had a good season and their fifth pick, right? You don't always have a great team that gets this high of a draft pick. I think, I mean, Geno Smith just made the Pro Bowl. I don't think there's any QB in this draft. If this was like Burrow to a Herbert draft, it would take a quarterback at five here. But none of these guys, all these guys are projects, and they kind of have a somewhat of a win-now roster. I think if you take a QB here, you're just basically punting on the next three years. So, uh, okay. you know, in my opinion, I don't think they take a QB. They need, a def- they need some people on defense. Their defense wasn't good. They're going to go defense. So I have Jalen Carter going fifth. I think Tyree Wilson could go fifth if, if it's kind of like two scenarios, right? Because if the Titans trade up and take Anthony Richardson at three and the Colts go Will Evans at four, then you only have Will Anderson and QBs off the board. So then I could see Tyree Wilson going five. And that's why I'm betting both Jalen Carter to go five and six. I'm getting even money mm-hmm. at five. I'm going getting five to one odds at six. Obviously, you put more money on the even to money one than the 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 uh, five to one odds on six because if the trade happens up and the Cardinals or whoever takes a quarterback, and the, I think the Seahawks draft board is probably Tyree Wilson one, Jalen Carter two, defensive end then defensive tackle, or Will Anderson. Okay. Oh, you know they'll probably take Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson ahead of Jalen Carter, but I think both of those will be gone, which is why I got Jalen Carter at five. Let's run down then. Let's go six, seven. Yeah, eight. let's go let's six. So six could very easily be Jalen Carter. The Lions really need to stop the run. I think they talk about like floor and stuff. I think the floor for Jalen Carter is six. His line in Vegas is like under six and a half. It's like minus money. So that's if you really look at like oh where the lines are, if it's under 17 and a half, it's normally because the 17th pick or the 18th pick is notable that might take him. It's six and a half because the Lions, I think, are – I think he could be the number one player on the Lions board. I don't think he's the number one player on the Seahawks, Hawks, Seahawks board, even though I have him going to Seattle, if that makes sense. Um, so you're, you're saying no, number one on the Lions board is Jalen Carter? I heard you right. Is that what I yeah, heard? Yeah, right? maybe Will Anders. I just, they really need to stop the run. Like, they, they really oh. need defensive linemen. Let me push on you a little bit there because they just have all the off field issues and all the players getting suspended. You don't think that after the suspensions were levied and all the issues they've been having off the field with the betting, that's going to deter them at all from bringing in somebody in the draft that's having off the field issues. You don't think that at all is a factor. I mean, this is a terrible, this is a terrible comp. And I literally just thought of this five seconds ago, but like Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons in the eighties, do you think they wanted a goody two shoes or do you think they wanted another bad guy to play with? <laughs> oh, that's that is a bad comp. I don't know about that because you're. I mean, it's off the field issues versus culture and identity. I mean, I don't think the Lions are trying to be bad boys. Like, I've also I, heard. I okay, let me push back on you. Also, I've also heard with uh, help me the running back. Is it Jamal Williams that left, or is it the other cat? I think DeAndre Swift's still there, and Jamal Williams left. I thought they just signed another running back. But I love, I love, and this coming from an Aggie. No way. No way. I love Bijan Robinson. See, and this this is the problem. This is the problem. I'm not saying it won't happen. I'm just, I'm partially biased because I would also play a GM. How many times has a running back been taken that high and it worked out? Saquon Barkley's been great. I still don't even know if it worked out. Zeke's been great. I still don't even know if Zeke worked out. 
what his so workout many... is 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 winning a Super Bowl. I'm assuming, right? Like that's that's worked I mean, out. I guess. Look at the final four teams in the NFL this year. None of them had good running backs. Like running back is not a premium position. Who the heck did you know? Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, some random dude. I mean, you know the the Baltimore Ravens have been doing it right for the past 20 years. You just pick a guy up off the street and have, give him the rock for 20 times a game. You know that's, that's what true. the Ravens have done for 20 years. That's I just. True. I think it's ridiculous to waste that high draft capital. Now, real quick, since we'll, we'll kind of tangent, because you did mention um, Bijan Robinson. I do have Bijan Robinson to be a top 10 pick at minus 125, just because I think someone at dumb, like maybe the Eagles at 10, because they don't really need the pick anyway, because they just made a Super Bowl. The Eagles could take Bijan at 10. Maybe someone trades up to get Bijan at 10. I could totally see that. And I think it's minus 125 which is somewhat telling but personally i've have, have heard Bijan going to the eagles and i love that me personally would not be taking a running back at any point in the first round i just i just i don't think really because you want a guy your first round pick should be someone that's like you you can have for like eight years the problem is is you're gonna have to go pay Bijan in four years if he turns out the best possible and then you don't want to pay the running back like that's like it's a catch-22 He's either not good and then you wasted the pick or he's great and you end up like the Cowboys having to take up a significant part of your salary on a position that you don't need to be spending that much money on. I would much rather take a defensive end because you want to spend the money on the Cam Jordans. You want to spend the money on the quarterbacks. Very fair. Let's go down the board. You want to board. spend the money, the wide receivers too. You want to spend the money on the wide receivers, even the tight ends. Like I didn't really hate uh, uh, who's the tight end that just got drafted by the Falcons. Uh, um, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Kyle. I didn't really hate that pick either because you could a tight end's good for twelve years. Running back. He killed me in fantasy though. Running backs. I think the only reason you take a running back in the first round is what the Chiefs did, and it's what the Eagles could do, which is why I like it. Is if you're on a win now team, you upgrade a position of need, and you can do it really cheaply because you take a running back. You take a running back in the first round. You take Bijan, and you get. Peak Bijan, because he's not really going to get better at 25 than he is right now. And you get peak Bijan on a rookie deal because you're in win-now mode. So the Eagles make total sense. That's why I kind of like the top 20. Number seven, Las Vegas Raiders. What do we got? Yeah, well, I'll I'll get there. And the Chiefs, when the Chiefs took Clyde, like, that's a similar thing. Like, okay, the Chiefs basically had everyone. Now, they should have taken an offensive lineman. Hindsight's 20-20. They took Clyde. But I understood it because you just won the Super Bowl. Didn't really have a running back. Now you have a pass-catching running back. Could be great for Mahomes. Like, you need him on a cheap deal because you can't really pay. You can't afford to pay him because you have to pay other people. So that, like, makes sense. But for the Seahawks, I I just think it's too early. So I like like Jalen Carter. Maybe one of those other guys if a QB gets taken early. The Lions, my mock for the Lions, because I'm assuming – that Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, and Jalen Carter are all off the board. If one of those is on the board, I think the Lions take one of those. If they're all off the board, which is how my mock has it, I got Devin Witherspoon at Illinois corner. The Lions just traded Jeff Okuda to the Falcons for a fifth-round pick. They need a corner. In my opinion, Witherspoon's a little bit better than Christian Gonzalez. I have him going back-to-back. I actually have the Raiders taking a corner at seven, taking Christian Gonzalez. There's arguments that you could flip them. The betting market seems to really like Devin Witherspoon, like minus 200 to be the first corner. I think that's a little telling. Um, and he, you know, as I mentioned, the Big Ten doesn't have a lot of good defensive backs, but he was one of the best ones against, you know, and he, I, he, he had very good film 
when he went up against uh, Marvin Harrison, I believe, in the Ohio State-Illinois game. Mm. And he locked down Michigan. If you remember, Michigan almost lost that Illinois game. Illinois literally, their defense was so good. He just took away half of the field. Michigan, you know, I mean, look, Michigan put up how many points on TCU's secondary? So, like, me, that's notable. I like, you know, Bielma's a good defensive coach, too, for Illinois. I like Witherspoon, six, corner. Christian Gonzalez, seven, with the Raiders. With the Falcons, they certainly have a bad offensive line. They could go offensive line. It's maybe Bijan. But again, in my mock, I still have Anthony Richardson available. So that's why I go mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson at eight. Again, the mock and my betting is slightly different. As for the bets, I talked about my two Will Anderson picks. I like Will Levis fourth, plus 130. I like Jalen Carter, even money on the fifth and five to one on the sixth. I like the Raiders to draft a corner at seven at plus 115. So I'm not, I don't want to bet on either QB or either CB to get drafted at plus like 275. I'm just going to pick on one of them, a QB, a, a, a cornerback to get drafted, excuse me, plus 115 odds, because that's better than taking, splitting the unit and going half a unit each on plus 275. And I think that, you know, if one gets taken or all this other chaos happens, I still think the Raiders go cornerback. I think the only reason the Raiders don't go cornerback is if one of those that I mentioned, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, still available and so if, if two of them because if one of them is available the lions will get them at six and then they'll go corner at seven so i think that's a little safer because even if a qb gets traded up like if anthony richardson goes three or something i still think they'll you know there'll be cornerbacks available and the raiders will go one of those corners so that gets me through eight nine and ten right now so nine you can almost lock it in i think the bears are going offensive linemen have a QB that they believe in, Justin Fields. They want to protect him. He was pressured too much. I think he just makes – I know that they could go wide receiver. I just think this isn't the real – honestly, the best wide receiver draft. And they just got Deontay Johnson, I believe, from Pittsburgh. So mm-hmm. I think they're going offensive linemen. Uh, this one, because the odds are high, I actually – I didn't bet on the, to get offensive linemen because they're minus 180 to take an offensive lineman. Which is like, I mean, that's like implying like a 60%, over 60% yeah. chance. Like 65% chance that they're taking off. I'm here, Peter so, Skoronsky. Yeah, so I'm splitting the unit between Skoronsky and Paris Johnson. We got Paris mm. Johnson at plus 350, Skoronsky at 400. The way the math works here is you, let's just say you put 50 on each. Obviously, you can just scale it to whatever. But if you put 50 on each, you win 112. On Paris Johnson, after factoring in your loss on Skaronsky, or you'd win a 150 if it's Skaronsky and not Paris Johnson. So you're risking 100 to win either 112 or 150. Whereas if you take them to, to just take an offensive tackle, you're risking 100 to win 55. You're getting an extra half unit of value just taking both of those. I don't see any scenario they take an offensive tackle and it's not one of those two. Now that's famous last words. Maybe they go off the grid, but I just think, you know, if you look at it as well, like, I think Skaronsky's from Northwestern, right next to Chicago, right? Correct. And Paris Johnson's from Ohio State, which is Big Ten country. Right. It just it doesn't make any sense that it wouldn't be one of those two. I really like those. They're both safe. Maybe some one of them gets taken before. I doubt it. I think that's probably the first spot an offensive tackle goes because um, I, I don't really see these other teams needing an offensive tackle. I could totally see, to your point, the Eagles trading out of the pick and someone trading up for maybe they trade up ahead of the Titans and get a wide receiver. Maybe they trade up and get Bijan. 
Um, but I have the Eagles taking the smart pick, in my opinion, is the other offensive lineman because they're such a run-heavy team with Jalen Hurts. You want cheap linemen and you want talent and you want depth because if playoffs have shown the past couple years, Bengals didn't have any offensive line depth. They would have won the Super Bowl with Lyle Collins. He got hurt. Right tackle blew the block and Burrow didn't make the comeback against the Chiefs. You go back a couple years sooner, the Chiefs didn't have any offensive linemen and the Bucks game was just, I mean, they got manhandled at the line of scrimmage. So I think, you know, the past couple playoffs have really put an emphasis on offensive linemen. So I would go offensive tackle with the 10th pick with the Eagles. And then my last two that I mocked, because I only really mocked through 12, Titans and, and the Texans. Again, I'm assuming the Titans don't trade up. If the Titans trade up, then this will become the Cardinals' pick. So that could vary as well. I think the Titans go uh, Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba, and I think the Texans go Zay Flowers. So those are the two wide receivers. But most people think of the two best wide receivers in the class. Again, so the Texans hall there, Will Anderson, Zay Flowers. I think that would be Will Anderson, Zay Flowers, Will Anderson, Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba. If for some way Jalen Carter – slips all the way there. I mean, if they get Will Anderson and Jalen Carter, like, I mean, that, that, I know David's talking over here. That is the ultimate dream scenario for the Texans is to get Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, that, that, that would be a dream scenario. Sounds like the dream scenario is to wait until next year. Texans fans, unfortunately, it sounds like we're just going to have to suck for another Alex, year. what do you really want? I mean, you don't want to be, look, I've been a Saints fan. Look at the Saints. You don't want to be in mediocrity. Like, you don't no, want to be 7-9. Right. No, you're right. It's you, you. It's unfortunate that that's, like, what the game requires of you is that you have to essentially tank. Like, you have to suck in order to, like, benefit. Otherwise, <laughs> you just have to be so savvy in free agency or in signing these second, third, fourth rounders that, I mean, it's it requires that you have to be bad. Or... I mean, you get a stroke of luck like the like the Bengals, and you ha- you take Burrow number one. He gets injured. Luckily, I mean, it was an ACL injury. I mean, it's, uh, thank God he came back healthy and he played well, and he's essentially the same player, if not better. So, I mean, that's that's a stroke of luck. I would never wish an injury on anybody, um, but that's unfortunately, like, sadly, a dream scenario is drafting you know the best quarterback in the class at number one, him getting injured, and then you getting another opportunity at a great player. The whole point is that you do, when you're doing a rebuild, you don't want to draft the QB first, and that's the mistake that all NFL teams make, is they draft the QB first, and it's a catch-22. Because if he doesn't work out, you just wasted a year in a top pick. And if he does work out, then you're never in top five again. That's true. And there's, so I mean, important to get the foundation first. And, and and you're absolutely right because you know you can go find a veteran QB. I mean, for I mean, I know he's not playing anymore, but Fitzmagic was always around, just bouncing around. And so you have a lot of veteran quarterbacks in the league that you can sign for one year to essentially just fill the role and put you in a position that next year you can draft. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Nick Casario this year and like how he's going to do. Uh, this is just, I mean. Funny where I'm in Houston and David being a Texans fan that, you know, this is, I think, one of the biggest drafts for the Texans uh, in years. Wouldn't you say? I mean, this is this is this is a big draft. I mean, number two and number 12, you got to you got to make the right picks here. Uh, And if you trade out, you got to get the best value you can. So I hope they make a good decision. I hope uh, I mean, I hope David is right and that they take Will Levis, number one, that we get Bryce Young. But let's be honest, that man was delirious. So 
he's uh he's funny um no that's I, really- I, I, no all, all good points so just kind of round up a couple i'll just kind of get to my last i'll just list off my last like five or six bets that are kind of outside of that and then if you have any sure. questions or stuff kind of went through that i mentioned so john robinson top 10 tight end so just to talk a little bit so it's two tight ends everyone thought it was going to be notre dame michael mayer but now dalton kincaid out of utah has been gaining traction the different mocks or different things that i trust and have heard i actually like kincaid to be the first tight end drafted at plus 115 you actually get plus money I personally think that it's a coin flip between Kincaid and Michael Mayer. It's a preference. And I'll take plus 115 when you flip a coin heads or tails every time. So I, I'm not saying that it's going to be Kincaid. I just think there's great value. Like, I'm just trying to identify plausitive value. Similar to our QB logic thing, I have Richardson to be the third QB taken at plus 150. I really okay. don't think Stroud's going to be up there. You're really just betting on if it's Levis or Richardson to be taken two or three. I personally think, I, I don't think that any team's going to be able to, to, to trade up. So I think Colts are going, uh, I think Colts are going Will Levis two, and then Anthony Richardson becomes third. If a team trades up, maybe they trade up for Will Levis, and then the Colts take Anthony Richardson. And so then it's almost a hedge, right? Because if I lose my plus 130 on Will Levis because he got taken sooner, well, then I can Colts take Richardson. He's the third QB taken, and I win plus 150. If I win one of those, I'm making money, right? And I could win both. So I, that's kind of a, a paired bet there that I like. We've mentioned C.J. Stroud a lot. I got C.J. Stroud over 10.5 plus 325. Wow. Okay. There's, there's, there's a couple crazy things there. They have like they have like over, I don't know, 16.5 at like 6 to 1 odds. All that stuff, I, I kind of cut it off at 10 and a half because I think at some point someone's just going to trade up and take a flyer. Because honestly, if you take CJ Stroud at like 12 or 13, even if he's a bust, like it's not really detrimental. It becomes an issue when you take him top five and he doesn't work out. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just like three plus 325 odds. It really only needs to happen, you know, 25% of the time for me to make money. So um, I like that. Like Jackson Smith, Nick Jigba, under 12 and a half. 165. As I mentioned in my mock, I have both Titans and Texans taking wide receiver. So, and I'm getting plus 165. I feel like that's safe. If the Titans trade up, the Cardinals probably aren't taking wide receiver. So then I'm just banking on the Texans taking wide receiver. But it's plus 165. If I was getting 50 50, I probably wouldn't make it. But I think there's two teams that could take a wide receiver. And I think. Jigba should be the number one wide receiver. He's like minus 400. So, you know, I'll trust Vegas that he's the first one taken. Another wide receiver that's been gaining traction lately that I actually like, and, be, and I watched it, 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 it for, the, for the, the two fans out there who remembered me. Alex, you know my least favorite team from this past college football season, right? The team that cost me the most money. Uh, was it Georgia, right? Oh, no, 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 no. That's why it was the opposite. Because I've been making so much money on Georgia, it was TCU. Oh, TCU, that's right. That's yeah, right. because they played against like five backup quarterbacks uh, throughout the season. Because every <laughs> every team I bet on got their starting QB hurt midway through the game. Um, so I Quentin Johnston under twenty six and a half, 
plus 120. I think there's so many teams in the 20s. The Chargers might go wide receiver. I think they'll probably go tight end, but the Chargers could go wide receiver. The Ravens are probably going wide receiver at 23. Um, I could see, honestly, like low-key, would not be shocked if the Vikings go wide receiver at 24. I know that they have like the worst passing defense and worst defense, but like, I would you not want to pair a wide receiver with Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins? Like that would be pretty unstoppable if that works out, right? Um, yeah. So, throwing that out there, the 26th pick, the Giants are almost certainly going wide receiver. And then all these other teams that I mentioned above, like Titans, Texans, you know, so, stuff like that. So, I I think Quentin Johnston, he's got the size. He doesn't have the best hands and the pass catching ability. That's when it's like it works in my favor because these scouts don't actually watch film. They just look at the <laughs> just go look at the combine and the stats. And his combine's great. His size is great. Speed's good. He's big. He's gonna go up like Megatron and catch the ball. He doesn't have the hands like Megatron, but you know what I'm saying. I just there's just so many teams that could take wide receivers. So I, I like Quentin Johnston. And then the last one is it's it's kind of a joke. It's not really an official best bet. I'm taking it for the storyline. How funny. Would it be the Packers at 13 take, take a wide, wide receiver, receiver after yeah. Aaron Rodgers is gone to support George yeah. Love? How hilarious. I would die laughing. I personally think they're going to go tight end. They're going to go Michael Mayer and Kincaid. But it would be so funny if they took a wide receiver. And I'm getting plus 150 odds on it. So, like, I'll just take That's That's a meme pick. I love that. Because I've seen, I've seen that too on Twitter. Yeah, you said where, I don't. Yeah, you said I don't bet for fun. That was a fun pick. That, that is a fun bad. pick. I've seen that on Twitter, and that people were like, "This would be the ultimate troll by the Packers to draft a wide receiver in their first round for the first time in 15 years." So <laughs> that would right after their Hall of Fame quarterback leaves town. That would be great. I don't. I don't have any questions except for one. I'm curious. I mean, because. Two fans, a majority of them are going to be Texans fans. What is the worst thing the Texans can do at 2-12, and 12, in your opinion? Well, C.J. Stroud at 2 would probably be the worst-case scenario. Okay. And then 12, they take just another offensive. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking here. Um, I'm just they, looking at all the people in the area. Yeah, Zay Flowers is still that wide receiver there. Um, I mean, not necessarily like a stupid pick, but just I mean, like, like to be honest with you, like you know, I do a lot of betting. Like I don't really know Broderick Jones or Darnell White, these other offensive tackles. Like I, I can't honestly get on this podcast and say that any of them are going to be bust. So I mean, like the, the worst thing that the Texans can do is obviously like take C.J. Stroud and then take an offensive tackle that's going to be a bust. Those mm. are the two worst things. I don't know if any of these offensive tackles are going to be a bust or not. You know, I think Paris Johnson's going to be good. I think Skaronsi's going to be good. I don't know about these other guys. I don't think they would reach up for a tight end. Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end out of Iowa, like that would be someone that they could take. They're not going to take Will Anderson in this scenario. You know, I, I, I don't know. Iowa defensive. No, we're we're big anti-CJ Stroud. No CJ Stroud in Houston. We don't want him. I, I just, I, I think CJ, I, I mean, I just think taking any quarterback, it's a catch 22. 
It's a catch-22, unless he's, like, the actual quarterback of the future for long term. Like, even if they take Will Levis, he plays, like, decent, I still don't think it's a good idea because then you don't then you don't have any high pick for the next couple years, and then, like, are you really going to win a Super Bowl with this guy? Good point. So, You're filled with the only point. argument that I could see from the Texans is, I don't know, like, the best case is you trade. You just trade, like, maybe two picks back, four picks back. And you, you take a shot in the dark with one of these guys, and then you can also take a shot in the dark next year. And you just say, well, look, we'll just take two stabs at it. We'll take a QB high first round this year and a QB high first round next year and hope one of them works out. And that's like the – and, you know, we traded down a little bit this year to get more capital. So if they trade a little bit down, maybe the Texans then can get a, a QB. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't know. C.J. Stroud might be available at 12, and then they might take him in. But I- I'll tell you this. If they go Will Anderson, C.J. Stroud, I feel much better than if they go C.J. Stroud and then whoever the heck they just drafted. That makes any sense. So defense, we need defense. We need to stack the defensive side, obviously build the team, and then draft the quarterback of the future. I mean, I've, never heard, to me. I've, I've never heard anyone say offense wins championships. I've not once heard that. <laughs> I know we just had a shootout in the Super Bowl, but I was gonna say, yeah. do you live in Kansas City? <laughs> what are you Kansas- talking about? Oh, oh, okay. Do you know what the play of the game was? Uh, Jalen no. Hurts fumble touchdown. Oh, okay. Defense. Well, yeah. Defense wins championships. The defense. You don't have to make a bunch of stops and not allow a lot of points to win. You just have to make one stop, score one time. You know, defense wins championships. I'm kind of saying it with a smile on my face because you can justify offense wins championships too. But I just okay. I love the line defense wins championships. I wish I wish the Celtics would start playing defense again because it's just been an abomination. Well, believe it with that. We have uh, officially come to an end. I think Brett and I planned on doing 30 minutes, and we started an hour and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> Blame David for about. Thank you, David. (laughs) Thank you, David. I promise you that was not a setup. We did not. I did. He totally texted me. It's too late for me. I'm gonna be in bed. I can't do it. And then here he is. He gets on and he's got that phone just right above his head. It's that little egghead of his that he's just looking right at me. Oh man, number four hundred and twenty-four down. All right, two fans. You know where to find us. You know where to find Brett's, Brett's best bets now. Reach, yeah, out reach, reach out to Alex. We'll have a we'll have yeah. a Twitter soon. Or I'll oh, probably debut we'll it. Twitter soon. Season okay. three. Yeah, we'll, okay. We'll debut is the. Uh, I I thought about going on Telegram instead of like text message, but I kind of like the personability of sending them over text instead of just a blind Telegram. So I'll probably keep the, the I'll probably keep the sources as sending a text message, but I'll also start a a Twitter and upload all the the previous Brett's best bets. A little money on. March Madness with UConn. We made some money on the Masters with Spieth and Kepka. We didn't really, we didn't really talk nope, about that. Nope, I don't want to extend it. it. We're not talking about it. Remember, Spieth and Kepka top five. Uh, but uh, where did Dustin wanna, Johnson finish? I just have a question. I don't want to talk about it. I picked John Rom to win it all. Just saying. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll 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 get more active. Just get with Alex if you're interested, and it's completely free. It's great for reference. You can fade my picks. You can take the picks. You can just read the memes. It's all up to you. Two fans, you know to find us at Slice Devils Pod, at Slice Devils Podcast. Oh, every Tuesday and Thursday. I hope you enjoy this draft uh, episode, and uh, we will see you next time.